You are listening to Let's Go Jojo, the weekly Jojo's Bizarre Adventure podcast about weekly anime from Dynamite in the Brain and Secret of the Sailor Madness. So come along and hang with the Let's Go gang. It's Dwayne. Hello. It's Niall. How are you? And it's me, Brian. And on this episode, we are covering anime that aired the week of the 9th of January to the 15th of January, 2022. Starting, though, with Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6, Stone Ocean Episode 6, Irby Stickers, which happened both in the past and the future. And eventually I'll stop mentioning that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're in a weird time place right now. I mean, like, the show is set in... When's the show set? Like, 2000 or something? It's mid-2000s. Yeah, Uh, okay, okay. uh, Let's say, like, no, while... Let's just say, like, like, while Jolene was, I don't know getting shrunk down and put in a rat suit or getting dissolved with her dad in the interrogation room. Hermes mm-hmm. is having an adventure of her own. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she's in the... Um, infirmary. That's the word I was looking for. Because she uh, was, you know, beaten by the guards. <laughs> but also she fell unconscious because she pricked her finger upon a spinning wheel, or rather a, a stone arrowhead that she found in the gutter in the... Is that like the holding cell before you get brought into the prison proper? Yeah, it's the um, uh, what do you call it? The not the visitors' room, but where you meet someone across a glass screen. I can't think of the bloody name of it. Yeah. Um. So she found that. Went. Ow! That hurt my hand. Also, I could make some money from this. So she's. Who, who did I sell this to again? Okay. Let me just retrace when? my steps. Wes, that was her. Yeah. And then I woke up in this place, and that's weird. And also, the guard was being a creep. And he will continue to be a creep for the rest of the episode uh, by not really feeling up her leg, but like stealing, what is it, like five bucks or something off her? Um, it's like a, mm. an, a, an amount of currency that she had but, on her person. But it, well, it wasn't even the guard, that was the Indian. Sorry, not the guard, the cleaner. He's been, right? been assigned to custodial yeah. duty. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry. It's $5,000 he's got at the end that mm. she mm. decides that she's going to get as payment mm. for the terrible things which happened in this episode. I've mm. uh, deserved. <laughs> yeah. She wakes up and it's like, oh man, she's having something out for a while. It seemed to be okay though, so it's a little kind of stiff. Oh, there's a little sticker on my hand, though. It must be a weird plaster. Okay, let's get rid of that. Ah, put that down there. Hey, there's, these, hmm, there's like one, two, three shoes there. She but wrong, I only have pairs. two feet. Wait, there's still a sticker on my hand? Is my. Oh, she actually mentions the thing. Um, am I seeing, like, I forget what the word is, but am I seeing double stigmatism? Is what stigmatism she thinks in my she's eye. Yes. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, um, she gets, she pu- keeps pulling the sticker off, and there's still more sticker there. And um, I, I did like the, her counting her fingers, and I was like, oh, that's too many fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good bit. Um, there's lots of her freaking out of her discovering her new weird ability that she doesn't even have a fucking word for yet. It's an odd one indeed. Uh, the sticker, she's, she's peeling them off and they're sticking on stuff like the uh, the shoes they, they, they make they double it themselves. Everything they get stuck on, it makes a copy of it, including things like, uh, I said, the chamber pot there. Uh, yeah. yeah. And it's just like, no, the sticker is kind of starting to peel off there. But once you peel it off, the two duplicates, they will collide together and rejoin in a violent manner. So the, the, you stick the sticker on the original object and then it appears on the duplicate of the object, right? That's the way it works, right? Uh, Let's check what the wiki says. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, it's useful because 
you can make copies of things. So, all oh, right, I can make clones myself. Can I? Yeah, but once you peel the sticker out, they're going to smush back together at great force. Uh, so, if you do something with something with like you know a bed, a chamber pot, or a bedpan full of piss, for instance, they're going to smash together and drench you in piss. Yeah. So, when the sticker is yeah, here's what it says: when a sticker is stuck on an object, it creates a duplicate. When the sticker is removed, the two objects merge back together, causing severe damage. So the original object is the one that has the sticker on it. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay, just making sure. Um, yeah, it's it's a really weird, interesting one, and she like I like the way she immediately um, uses it for revenge on the custodian by like duplicating his mop, and then like like peeling that sticker off and letting the mop just um like Whack. catch him between two mops as they try and remerge. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. that ejects the uh, DVDs from his head, and it's like, what the fuck? This is another thing. <laughs> Because this guy just doesn't know what to do with this one. This is weird. And if, if I peer closely into it, I'm seeing things. I'm seeing like you no know, stuff he's been doing. It's like things he remembers. And there's a mm. creepy fucking thing hanging around outside of the bars saying, "McQueen, I want you. You're pure evil." Also, the disc tries to put itself inside her own head, and she's like, "I don't want that." Throws it in a toilet, and then we get. A scary toilet in Georgia. It's about yes. fucking a <laughs> We should also mention that uh, McQueen, uh, as the, the dub, and, yeah, the dub really goes in on the McQueen, the McQueen as well. Um, <laughs> it's great, yeah. Uh, his shirt is, imagine a pair of jeans. Yes. If you wore them backwards and as a shirt. <laughs> like, imagine, imagine your jeans went all the way to your neckline, right? Also, you're wearing a cod piece that is never fucking commented upon. <laughs> But that's just standard JoJo's, also I guess. Also, kind of inside off because the tag is on one side of it as well. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's why I say it's back to front. So it's like you, you'd have your you like your back tag of yeah, the jeans. Yeah, you oh, got to have your yeah, tag on the outside too, of yeah. the jeans so you know you're not a, from a poor family who's had to buy supermarket jeans. Uh, Although, yes, to be but... fair, I don't know what the brand of jeans he's wearing is, so maybe oh, it is I'm, still an option. Apparently, <laughs> it is a thing which has been changed in the anime. Uh... Ah, I see. <laughs> they they, see, they took see, away see, the brand. See, they could have been Levi's, because Levi's is an anagram for evil! <laughs> yes. Um, uh, this is Thunder McQueen, by the way. And yes. it would have you believe his namesake is fashion designer Alexander McQueen. I'd say, fuck no, he's named after the car from the Pixar movie Cars. Because <laughs> the car was named Lightning, Lightning McQueen. So, uh, don't, Araki, it's okay. If you like cars, that's fine. Don't try and they could all give some highfalutin reason for what you're naming your tooth after. Fashion designer is okay, yeah. This was but a, it, like, that, that's not possible because this, yeah, is, two, this is six before. years prior to cars. <laughs> um, when I was looking up the uh, the fashion brand that this guy's named after, um, I, I I realized that your man like uh, committed suicide, and I was like, oh, that's that's bad minded that he did that. And I was like, no, a decade after JoJo's this came out, he oh, he committed suicide, just like weirdly prescient. It's yeah. still not as bad as the uh, the uh, the Detective Carolyn episode, uh, which is a Carolyn episode oh as well. My- the amount of time they mention rectal temperature, I'm fucking like... Oh no, I'm talking about the the episodes which... There's an episode about a rock star committing suicide oh. and he made it look like murder. It came out exactly the same weekend as uh, uh, the guy from Linkin Park committed suicide. Jeez, uh, fuck. That's bad timing, yeah. But I think the, yeah, the, no, the, uh, the actual the... chapter was like based on... Uh, uh, a different rock star committed suicide, but yes, it was okay. a bit, yeah eerie, eerie timing. Yes, and, mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, 
So this, yeah, this Jojo is, is the real, real, real arbiter of the future. We're, we're yes. talking about ourselves, but about the Simpsons being old, the up as like it's predicted future events. Maybe Jojo needs a closer look here. Yeah, yeah. But I'm going to guess that uh, I'm guess that Iraqi cannot see six years into the future to Pixar projects, <laughs> and that it, actually the thunder part is because of his stand being an ACDC reference. Yeah, and the word thunder is a very ACDC word as well. It comes up a lot, yeah. It does. <laughs> <laughs> What's the word you'll use again? Let's go with thunder. Yeah. Hence his stand, uh, Highway to Hell. Uh, he's, this guy's got some kind of a death wish, you know, and he's one of those dudes who thinks like, oh, I'm, I'm so worthless. It's all on that. And, and Hermes is such a fun, I hate this kind of dude. But always like going on about worthless because he needs somebody else to lift his spirits for him. And no yeah, time he's initially like, "Wow, it's it's." I'm really happy that a pretty lady decided to talk to me. Well, time to commit suicide right here in the toilets. And as he does so, um, I guess propellers grow out of her neck while he tries to strangle himself yes. on the bathroom stall, um, and start like lifting her up and strangling her instead. Mm. And she's like, he's "Wait a, a minute, this he's is on weird. a highway to hell." <laughs> yeah, yeah, his stand is particularly odd because it doesn't have a one set shape it just is like silly putty recreating it, the yeah. situations it will have of his suicide. On it, yeah. but it will it, represent it, the suicide that he's trying it, to commit yeah it manifests that way he, he, he tried to dunk his head in the sink and drown himself and uh it kind of morphs out and starts covering up uh her her nose and mouth so that she's starting to drown as well but so, she put a sticker on yes. her own nose you could go to a separate <laughs> nose at the side which would probably be smart when you peel that off but hey yeah, I mean, I imagine it could have nearly broken her nose, but I mean, like, it's probably not as bad as what the guards did to her in the prior episode. Um, like that guy really messed her up with the with the nightstick. Um, so yeah, she's trying to figure out how the hell I just need to make some distance between myself and this lunatic, and it's just trying to get as far away as possible because she's been discharged from the hospital. She can just leave whenever she's got a pass to leave. Hey, is that a baseball child? Why is there a baseball child in the stairwell? It's like, hey, okay. you seem to be friends with You're Jolene. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you, those things are called stands, and uh, like I, I know lots as a baseball child who lives in the walls of the prison. He does feel weirdly like even more like the narrator's, the 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 author's voice than the character who is actually based on the author from Part Four. Uh, particularly... I love the conversation they get into with, where they both start quoting Wikipedia yes. fucking articles at each other. It's amazing. <laughs> it's it's good stuff. <laughs> ah yes, so, but, but he, he could try to let, let educate himself because like he's doing to your arm right now. She's getting like zapped in the arm pretty badly. Ah yes, but no, that would be enough to kill him. It's kind of hurt you. Ah, but if we just if we, all you need to do is fight some saline solution, what's that you say? Like that's the stuff they keep keeping the infirmary. We can we continuity up to hundred percent. There's someone in the infirmary. He's desperate where he's going to go. Who's this? He's got to run out there and get him. And she lays out the whole thing about F1. Oh, the thing you've seen in the disc, that's White Snake. He's stealing people's souls. Uh, that's what you see in, in the discs uh, as well. You've got, like, you've got your memory disc and your stand disc. So he's probably got given a stand uh, that makes him do that. We should probably try and see if you can do something about it. Hmm. And White Snake is, uh, keeps saying in the, um, in the CD uh, flashbacks, uh, stuff like, it's just like, hey, you're evil incarnate. You're a real piece of work. You're just a selfish motherfucker. That's exactly the kind of man I need. So if you see any weirdos around, I need you to go get them. Um, <laughs> which is fine because stand users attract stand users, as our baseball boy explains. Yeah. 
uh, rushes the infirmary and he's rigged up uh, with every extension lead he has uh, lying around and he's about to flip the switch. He's been dunking himself in the solution and she's mm-hmm. got to talk him down and saying, hey, buddy, come on. You know you're in prison. You know, you got your business in road times, but you just so much to live for. Like, uh, uh, how about if a woman suddenly gave you her underwear? I mean, you know, that would just like happen. Uh, that would be something that good would happen right now. I don't oh, see something that's bad. Oh, oh, I'm so embarrassed. I give you underwear right now. <laughs> it's a very There's awkward no scene of her trying to be seductive. Uh, <laughs> it's really There's not no working. hope for me. I tried to kill myself once before and it didn't work. I was cleaning the shotgun and then just as it went off, a woman was falling out the window to her own death and, I, and she got blasted by the shotgun. I feel like I've heard that story somewhere. I've no idea if it's actually true. Even seeing the film Magnolia, uh, it, it, it's come up uh, all right. Um, oh, it comes up in that. It's, well, one okay. like, it's one of those weird coincidences, you know, where it just happened mm-hmm. to go off as someone was flying past the window and then, like, innocently... Of you know they weren't intending to commit to the murder, but they were done for the murder nonetheless. It was like, oh, it was your shotgun who killed him. And you've also been done for murder when the person was committing suicide, which yes. means that technically they would have died anyway without your intervention. It's just you happened to do it. Yeah. Yeah, and also, but the, because this is JJ's, you're also thinking, and also being how much he's being manipulated by White Snake in this episode. You're like, ah. Also, the fact that he's such an asshole, I feel like he might have actually just shot a woman. Yes, and he may convinced himself that he's a yes. tragic character. Of his he own may story. have done the murder. It may have been a genuine accident. He may be the unluckiest man in the world, or he may have been manipulated into this mm. position mm. in the well, first place. His memory disc is out, so he's not really uh, operating very rationally. He's just going yeah. on instinct, yeah. which is just like probably the last thing he felt like was doing away with himself. Hmm. So uh, he proceeds to give up on life and therefore Ermi's life and uh, flip the switch. And while she's getting executed, she kind of rushes over to try and stop him. She does manage to slap a sticker on his head, which is good because as soon as that burns off from him being electrocuted, his head is going to slap into his own head, (laughs) thereby saving her life. Hmm. And uh, that, that, that's like, okay, that, that's when the stand manifests up and saying, finally, everyone got him. She's burnt the fuck. She's going back to the infirmary. But I see now there's some weird shit going on. I got to find Jolene. And it's, it stand fully manifests its smack. Yes. <laughs> uh, that, that's uh, a good thing because it's a sticker-based one. I, di- I did like the use of that, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I can read a little Japanese, lads. It says Kisu right underneath this, but okay. <laughs> Who nobody? But maybe, maybe, maybe a casual viewer will be... Uh, be satisfied with that. I don't mm. know. Uh, it was freeway to hell, wasn't it? For yes, oh, freeway yeah, yeah. through hell. Sorry, freeway through. Hell. <laughs> they changed yes. the direction slightly as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they've, they've, they've used that before, I think, in one of the video games. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, oh, one of those ones. Yeah. Apparently, All Star Battle had it as highway to death. Uh, yeah, okay. I think we mentioned last week. Smack was uh, was from the video game. Uh, which not not All Star Battle, one of the other ones. Mm. Um, eyes of Heaven. Yeah, I think Eyes of Heaven. That's what I want to think of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was uh, a nice little single episode story with only a few characters. Works very well when they do that. Particularly only a few characters, only a few stages. locations, and someone figuring out what the fuck is going on. <laughs> hmm. 
<laughs> and this and this kind of rolling with it as well. It's just, yeah. Okay, I got no, got got no time to like process this. I gotta find this dude before he kills himself, and by extension, me. Oh, so I'll deal with, with the ramifications of supernatural powers and soul stealing uh, at a later date. Also, I gotta get my money back. I, I do appreciate that after figuring out what her powers were, the first thing she does is petty revenge by just hitting that dude with a mop. <laughs> um, it's just like, nice, nice. <laughs> Next week, it is the six of us. Hmm. Oddly enough, these, like, you know, I guess, because they are in a prison, they feel like a lot more like real proper criminals than the organized crime outfit from Part Yes. <laughs> Well, maybe the organized crime outfit are better at keeping their noses clean, and that's why they're not in prison. Whereas these guys, these guys are absolutely just the worst of the worst. Well, well the dudes, dudes in part five and Passion, they're as much like uh, mafia gangsters as Kazuma Kiryu is, is a Yakuza. So. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. Just keeping them out of trouble, really, is big. Ah, mm. <laughs> uh, then onto another one who has snuck inside who. Uh, isn't part of this week's anime. It is episode one of My Dress Up Darling, which I believe Niall and Dwayne have watched and I have not. And a look at it. Uh, episode one, someone who lives in the exact opposite world as me. Uh, this is a very straightforward premise. There is a, a dude walking out. He's a, he's a shy boy. Uh, and he's always loved... Um, the Hina dolls that his family makes. They're a little sort of um, traditional Japanese dolls with like a very elegantly painted porcelain face and they got like, um, it's usually just a head with a little stick body. You can just kind of uh, change it and put it in any kind of elegantly sewn up like embroidered kimono or sort of things. He was just really, really like, like uh, into that. But he's been subconscious about because there was like, you know, things like, you know, oh, like the girl, I think I get by the girl who lives next door and saying, oh, that's weird, a boy playing with dolls. So You're he's never a been weird open creep. about it. And he's like, mm, I better not tell anyone this thing that I'm into. And I make a weird face with, when I think about it. And also mm. I tell the dolls I love them. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, okay, don't don't tell anyone that part. That's fair. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but I see, it's a thing he shares with, with, with granddad. It may have been in the family as well. Maybe there's a little shrine in a sitting room. There is clearly deceased parents and another mm. person there as well. I, might have I think it's the photo. grandma probably. It must be the, the grandmother, yeah. I'm going, uh, guessing by woman with white hair and the grandpa's in the picture, but no one else. Um, and the grandpa's yeah. just like, hey, are you going to make any friends in high school now that you're in high school? He's like, what are you talking about, grandpa? I've got loads of friends. i got so many friends. He has no friends. I mean real friends, not the dolls. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. Are you into the dolls? No, that's the thing that you and I know we share. It's a very special like, hobby and, and craft that we go on. But mm. man, um, you got to like, you know, try and branch out a bit. So, but you can't be that way at school, like because you, know, you just know what to talk to everybody's talking about the latest episode of the anime or talking about their favorite bands going out the weekend. He, he's got no frame reference for it, and kind of as well, uh, do I take advantage of him for that? He's like, oh man, I gotta have one skip out, do something out of school, and I was down for the like, cleanup roster. Can you like handle me for and Gojo? Oh please, it's like yeah, sure, it was no problem. And I know that feeling a little bit or. You haven't yeah, really got much in common with any of these, but you think if you do just do kind of, you know, be sound to them and like do favors for them, that's, you know, you might you know, be able to ingratiate yourself that way. But we're just mm-hmm. going to take advantage of it and take it for a ride. You can't be yeah. like them. Can't be like uh, uh, Marion Kitagawa, uh, the most popular girl in school, or, or she's the most outgoing anyway. Um, she's, you know, she's very, very fashionable. She's very, very gal. Yeah, yeah. Very ganky, very like that. 
and she is completely out about it once. Oh, I'm totally into fucking anime and manga and all, and video games and all. Once I'm totally on about that. I'm going back writing a blackboard about the relationship triangles with this latest thing I'm, I'm reading or playing. She's very out there about it. And but, uh, like, he does notice that, like, after her, like, I don't know what the hell she was doing, slipping and falling and bashing her head off his fucking desk and going like, hey, you got something on your arm? And he's like, that's ah, nothing. I didn't realize I still had ink in there for my late night doll makings. Um, but she's like, and he's like, yeah, it's nothing. I'm fine. And she's like, oh, that's good. And he is overhearing her talking about with her friends. Uh, there, there was some guy trying to pick her up at the hair salon and she's and he's he tries to neg her by mocking her little anime uh, figure. Uh, a keychain or keychain on the bag hanging off her bag yeah yeah yeah. and she's like how fucking dare you knock some someone else loves that's stupid that's a thing a jerk would do and i have no interest i don't care if he's hot that doesn't matter to me (laughs) so she's very outgoing about her opinion and um yeah when she sees just from randomly like seeing him uh, putting the chairs upside down on the desks um I think she, she was meant to be down for doing the cleanup thing as well. But she might as well have been Jenny White coming in there just to kind of do it as well. But, yeah, uh, yeah. But she sees him doing it. It's just like, yeah, I'm just going to fucking help you, dude. Like, you don't don't let people take advantage of you, don't you think? And he's, and he's kind of like, man, this fucking girl, she's really cool. But, like, he's not really interested. I can't interested. be like her, though. Yeah. yeah, it's like, yeah, she's just, she's cool and popular and everyone loves her. Uh, but, um... One day, his his singer machine, sewing machine, <laughs> one of those old fucking ones. Very lovingly detailed, no singer like sewing machine. Now, I know those fucking things are valuable as fuck, so granddad, don't forget about throwing that thing out. Get it, just get it fixed <laughs> properly. It's hard, to get, it's hard to get parts for it, but man, get it fixed enough. But he thinks, okay, mm. I, I got to finish off this, like, last thing I don't so I'm going to use the sewing machine in the room, homemaking room after school, which thankfully there's no after-school clubs for that, so they can come in there and do it privately. Like, okay, there, that's looking pretty good. Have a new doll, new dress for you soon, my little doll head. <laughs> Door slides open and it's, it's Marin. Be cool, be cool. Head drops, slides across the floor. Falls, he just like dad dives over to catch it. And she's just like even more taken aback. Like, fuck, fuck. I'm out. I'm out of it. I'm out of it now. Fun. This is all what all goes wrong for me. He's like, whoa, nice doll you got. Oh, man, that's so cool. And then her interest is like, holy shit, you can sew? Not, holy shit, you're talking to your doll? <laughs> um, and she's like, oh, fuck, I tell you what, uh, let me just, and she starts undressing, and she's like, fucking turn around, turn around. He's like, <laughs> well, he's okay. kind of going like, whoa, whoa, what's happening here? Is this, what is happening here? Am I about to score? Every, <laughs> every horny teenage boy's dream. It's like, no, no, she's showing you, you her terrible cosplay that she's working on. Um, she's like, hey, I'm working on this cosplay thing. You think you, like, give me a few pointers? Like, this is fucking shoddy ass. <laughs> she's a real, like, everything. she's a real, like, glue gun and, and staples kind of, uh, you know, Starting out, you know, uh, not even um, charity shop cosplay. It's just like I'm just like getting fabrics and getting like, you know, <laughs> bits of old curtains or something like that and trying to pull it together. Mm. And he just like rips her a new one for it and then realizes that was incredibly rude. I apologize. He's like, no, no, I appreciate the honesty. And uh, do you think you could help me out? Because I mean, like, it's cool if you, you don't think you can because it's not your thing. And you don't have to fucking help me out. And he's like, yeah, no, I'll fucking, I, I've never made clothes for humans before, but I'll give it a fucking shot. And she's absolutely delighted. And um, it's all going pretty well. It's going nice. Seems pretty good. You know, it's like, uh, by the way, what, what's this uh, costume from? Oh, it's from like after school SNM, like part two, the, the erotic video game novel. You know, have you heard about it? The fucking now? What now? <laughs> that was a good joke. Um, It's got uh... some. Good jokes. It, I thought it was fairly like besides like the initial setup of him being from a line of doll makers and stuff. Like it 
seem very normal high schooly stuff, but it is very pretty. Um, it is. It does look very, very well. Uh, hmm. We'll see how long we can keep that up for. Um, yeah, that's the thing, of course. Uh, this is uh, Cloverworks, and they, it's probably the, maybe the one that put most of their uh, effort or most of the kind of like people behind, because uh, hmm. Cloverworks is also doing a Tokyo 24 award, which I've expounded upon in previous weeks. The animation director saying that that's a doomed fail production. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, at least, at least in this one, looks looks very, very well. I mean, like, when Marin for alone for herself, she's got a lot of accessories and bangles, even like her hair alone is just like one fluttering and flicking around. They've like mm. fucking put the fun, the, the graft into the fun to do on that one, right? Mm-hmm. And even just the nice little scenes in the background, like the sets of tools and the, and the sewing gear in uh, Wakana's home house. And just this action of, of them here, just like, you know, even just sewing and just taking the needle things and putting it all together. Uh, There's a lot of very like very fine nice. detail that they worked on. I did see that they had some, not not too many, it's not super noticeable, like CG um, characters, like background characters just for generalized movement and stuff. But they might be using that as a base just to make it easier. But they are putting that little loving detail in um, now and again, mm. and it, it looks quite good for it. Yeah, um, just a little kind of idle animations and all. Just, even yes. she's you no know, kind of he's bobbing up and down and saying, "Oh man, that's so cool! That's a cool dog." She just she starts fun bouncing off the walls pretty much when she's like, "Oh, I got, I got, I got me a fucking uh, a seamstress to fun to do all my cosplay for me." Yes, <laughs> she moves uh, like the way she moves. Like there's a lot of detail put in. She moves like an excited teenager, and I was like, mm, "That's actually like well done there." Yeah, yeah. And again, I, I've I've known that's how that's how a feeling of like, hey, as somebody who has been into the whole anime thing and that for a very long time and you're into anime rural Ireland. So I, was in, I was i had to go to like a secondary school in the, the next biggest village uh and i went to <laughs> this, this, this didn't come up too often so i know that kind of mm. feeling of like okay i have to you know at least bluff that i'm like into these things but can't let on that i'm you know into this kind of shit uh, mm. whereas i would be ostracized Marin has the right idea. Just one, you know, just one go with it and, and be into what you're into and, and don't give like two fucks or anybody else things. As uh, to an extent, I, I say maybe like no stop short of, of, of your costume being from an arrow gear kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> I've always like don't yeah. don't tell people that. Don't tell people you talk to the dolls that you actually really well craft. It's just like oh wow, you you've got really good craft. Yes, I tell them I love them every night. I make a big creepy <laughs> face when I do it. It's like okay, don't tell people that part. That's that's yeah. fine. But I guess I've, it'll be about I've, learning about those um, how far you can you can give of yourself or how far you can tell of yourself to a stranger um, and in order for you to kind of get to know them, get more intimate with them. Yeah. 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 Besides knowing or being that boy, I've also have certainly known a couple of those girls uh, coming with around <laughs> conventions and things when I first started <laughs> going to them. So that was. Kind of nice to see like, an idealized version of them. Like a lot of them are very nice. Some of them were a bit intense uh let's yeah say. sure so you know uh she has she has the right idea about it no she's somebody who's like you know she gets excited about stuff but she's pretty cool in most other respects mm. so yeah again we'll see it and keep it up if i mean just again it, it did charm me with his visuals and it's kind of old style i think um uh so i've enjoyed rom-coms like this before and when when they're mm. good i really enjoyed them so maybe this could be about time for me to drop in another one I think, like, yeah, again, it, it seemed very boilerplate with the, the setup and everything. But again, just the, the quality kind of shown through. And there's a lot of stuff we're going to be talking about just this episode that is very, like, hmm, I've seen this kind of premise before. Let's let's see what they got <laughs> that's different. Uh, yes, talking of premises you've seen before, it's the unholy trial of Isle... I- 
uh, Whirlwind Iron Liga, um, Inazuma <laughs> Eleven, and Tokyo Tribe. It's Tribe Nine, Episode One. It takes guts. Oh, this is a completely original premise, Brian. What are you talking about? The gangs have, <laughs> the gangs have overtaken the world in the year 20XX. And the government has told them you can settle any differences through extreme baseball. It's perfectly legal on the baseball field, which is anywhere in Tokyo where it's declared that you must fight me in baseball now. And all the and gangs have got... All the gangs in the war yes. were the baseball furious. Yeah. Well, they've all got their <laughs> yeah. own theme as well. And, they do. And, yeah, uh, they do. But we, we introduced to... Uh, a guy and his mate with huge uh, Iyami teeth. Uh, well, it's more like Game Center Arashi teeth than Iyami teeth. Um, are being bullied and shook down for cash. And the one with the teeth lets, it, lets his mate uh, take the heat and he legs mm. it. All the while we see a guy with a manga over his face taking a nap on top of some storage crates. Uh, this kid is about to be beaten up when all of a sudden he's saved by a fisherman. Hot-blooded uh, young blow-in. See them play baseball and take names. Uh, so now there's two of them getting their asses kicked because the fisherman is not that useful in a fight. Uh, and so the guy on the crates eventually rises and uh, sees them off. And mm, uh, takes these... Yeah, with the baseball bat. And takes them uh, along to their gang hangout which is very similar to the gang hangout of the good guys in tokyo tribe um it's a cool bar there's lots of cool bars <laughs> uh and they get given new names the fisherman's going to be called tuna and the other kid's going to be called boring uh i like these names i can keep track of these names yes <laughs> and our mysterious baseball player what's his name i can't remember his name now Shun. Shun, is it? Yes. Uh, the cat won't let him stroke him. He says that, okay, we've got... That's a good joke. Okay, yeah. yeah. They end up having another game when this, like, the business gang show up. They, and, they, It's like, hey, you're not head of that gang. Actually, we, uh, we bought, we bought them, out. them out. Yeah. yeah. We make all the cool extreme baseball equipment and we're here to kill the main, the best baseball, extreme baseball league team in the, in Tokyo to show how good our equipment is. Yeah. And Shun's like, okay, well, I'm going to make these two who've never played a game before play. Uh, the fisherman's here in order to beat Shun. Uh, yeah, he to... saw him on TV and was like, oh, i got to kick this guy's ass. <laughs> That's his entire uh, thing. fisherman's strength, I should be able to overcome him with ease. And they kind of have to peer pressure uh, Boring into playing. Because uh, they, they did mention in that, that fight with the gang and everything, it's like, you can clearly see a punch coming, but then you pretend to go like, oh yeah. no! Like, you just kind of throw yourself backwards and take damage from throwing yourself backwards more so than from the punches. Yeah, themselves. which would be more clear if any of that fight had the weight that the actual baseball animation does later yeah. on in the episode. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Uh, well, well, they do plenty of feedback now, he's actually like, in slow motion, like, you see the reflection of the fists in his eyes, yes. and then or and the other people's fists had to punch somebody else. You can just kind of follow it and, and track mm-hmm. it and move around it. Uh, it's got some self confidence, damn it. <laughs> and the second half is like an example of them playing the game, but not really explaining the rules. They explain that in the next episode. Um, the, the closest thing we get to the rules is if you have, like, if you're if you're hitting and the other team catches the ball, if you're the guy with the ball, you can beat the shit 
out of the guy you're trying to yes. you're trying to tag and knock out. Yeah, you can pretty much murder them, as far as I can tell. And you could use any technology you like, as long as the robot referee judges it okay. Hmm. You want to shoot that baseball out of a rail cannon? And it's like, yeah, I, I don't see any problem with this. I don't allow it. <laughs> yeah. As long as you don't kill anybody, because we're just, just meant to like to take away from the killing. I mean, we saw like how society um, this tore itself apart without baseball. You know, people were mm. being stabbed in the streets and gunned down, execution style on the head, and I guess hung from bridges. I don't know. It seemed like you know a world without baseball. What a nightmare, right? Outward <laughs> uh, at the very end, we also learned that if you knock the pitcher unconscious, you automatically win. Well, they only had one pitcher, I think, was the yeah. the deal. So it's like, well, we'll automatically win because you can't replace that guy. They appear to yeah, only I, have I, three I, people on the team, to be honest. Whereas I, our good yeah. guys had four of the same person, plus a load more. Which never really kind of bored with me, if I was saying, oh, if I, if I, like four of your own like, team are just going to be, I guess they're just going to be the outfielders. So yeah, they're like the first baseman or like the or the or like the home run slugger or the pitcher or anything like that. Um, hmm. They don't need a separate personality. Up. They're just outfielders. Yeah, bit mean. They can make a wall job pretty good, you know. Uh, That's true. Yeah, they do get some showing off that they're. They got the skills to yeah. run up a, a building and catch a baseball. Yeah, yeah. Like, like what I'd heard about okay, it's going to be like, like extreme baseball, so that's the kind of idea of it. Uh, hmm. The actuality of it though is that it's it's like pretty much within this like couple of mile radius, you know, like within this like city couple of city blocks. That's the baseball diamond. So you know, if you can knock it like over those couple of buildings, they gotta like you know race downtown to catch it, uh, to get to get you out. I've no idea like how big it is between bases. It seems to be quite a fucking distance as well. Yeah, like, they, I assume we're going city blocks or something. Yeah, they get into it almost straight away in the next episode. Uh, I think ah, fair enough, and to be fair, I think that's quite good because this episode plays like that you're you're in the same position that Tuna and Boring are in. in Where you've no idea what the fuck's going you've, on, you've been yes, thrown in the deep end. Yeah, you don't yeah. really know what the rules are, and then at the start of the next episode, uh, is it Harrow the girl? Uh, uh, no, Harrow is the boring. Harrow is the boring one. Sorry, I can't remember oh. the girl's name. Um, she's basically made them learn how learn the rules, and so that's where you get your role explanation on the next episode. Right, right. Because uh, the thing which really is the thing is the the Dangan Roper Romper creators' character designs are all over this, and uh, mm. that is the most visually interesting thing about the show. And also, our heroes' team appear to be the least interesting of all the teams visually. <laughs> But uh, I guess mm. that means you just got a whole load of various threatening uh, tribes for them to uh, fight against. Yeah, uh, I, I guess this main team of what we're fighting, they aren't like thematically coherent. Uh, I guess they have like the the, the black and neon green kind of lime yeah. green color scheme, but that's about it. Like, uh, see other teams like on there, like you know, or we're, we're, we're this kind of gang, we're like you know, rock and roll, fashion samurais, or we're, we're like uh, I don't know. The, the beatboxing team or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like the, the other team, are they're all going to be on theme and maybe have one or two distinct voices within that theme, whereas like the main team are just going to be like all individuals except for those four guys who are yeah, yeah, I, the I, same I, guy. Yeah, <laughs> and even then, even like our, our antagonist team here, like the super like uh, corporate business team, they're still like out there on like on the running the bases like in the suit and tie. Uh, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Even even got like, got their wonder big dude on first base. He's about twenty feet tall. Like one wall of a man. Uh, he's still wearing like, a suit fit the size for him. 
Mm, mm, mm. Uh, and as the credits roll, we see that uh, Boring has gone back to that lot and beaten up his bullies. Um, mm. Yeah, got a bit of an ass kicking as well, but yes. he seemed to win in the end, so that's good. And mm. he's on board to be part of this team for the rest of the 12 episodes or whatever it is that this is going to play for. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's, there's, I get there's, there's, there's flash, there's this little kind of flourishes of, mm-hmm. um, of kind of action here. Uh, again, okay, can they kind of do something more? Maybe with you know with a different team, you know, uh, up against them, might be able to see like how they to scrap against somebody who knows what they're doing. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I suppose as well, you might have always like. Some of the pitfalls you would fall into over sports anime, particularly a baseball one, where like one match could last like a, like one of the episodes. I feel like it would be kind of rattling through a match pretty quickly because like, yeah, you don't kill the other the rules are basically made like... up. Uh, hmm. It's baseball, but faster. We'll do it like you know we can go the whole nine innings, or we can just like take out the pitcher in the first inning, and then that's it. And that could be the whole like um, threat that you got to try and figure your way out of. Yeah, well, episode nine, oh, no, episode nine. This is Tribe Nine. Episode two of Tribe Nine does reveal what the threat is. Um, okay, yeah, because uh, like, I, unlike something like um, Skate the Infinity, where it's just like, yeah, it's an underground skate thing. There's wild rules and stuff, but it doesn't feel like the world is built around the premise. Yes, yeah, so you watch this first episode, you think, well, this is a little light from the creator of Danganronpa, uh, and it still seems lighter than most mm. of the work, but. Once you get to the the actual, what is that, what is at stake in these matches in the next episode, okay, so then you uh, yeah, can see that oh, episode. this this is why it might be a late night anime as opposed to a kids anime. Because really, in this first one, apart from the the dark setting, the actual sport, it's not that much different, and the character design, it's not really that much different from watching, uh, yeah, in a Zuma Eleven mm, story mm. arc. It's just a wild game of baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we got another new thing. I think it's just me and Dwayne who's watched this one, and that is Life with an Ordinary Guy Who Reincarnated into a Total Fantasy Knockout. Episode one, a guy who reincarnated into a to- into a fantasy knockout fantasy and fantasy. another guy. Yeah. I didn't have time to watch it because the name is too long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I like I'll say it now, this has no right to be as fun as it was. Yes, I stopped that title. It is it is a well it, the director is, which is why I watched it is Sayaka Yamai and they were the director on episodes one, thirteen and one of the other episodes of Odd Taxi. Okay. Uh, it's okay. also produced by OLM, same as Odd Taxi was. Um mm. so we'll see how much more crossover as it goes along. Um so yeah, we're introduced to a couple of really old men. They're ancient, thirty-two years old. <laughs> Fuck you, anime. Well dead. <laughs> <laughs> one foot uh, in the grave, or one on a banana peel. Am I right? Yes, it's Hanata and Sukasa. Uh, Hanata is trying to find a girlfriend, hmm. but he can never manage to find one because that's because. Sukasa is acting as a gatekeeper. He's got, he can't just let any woman take away his best friend. Uh, yeah. So therefore, he's got to find exactly the right one. I like that the I like that the narrator he's having none of this. <laughs> yeah, no, the narrator does not believe their internal monologue at all. 
which is good. But so basically, yeah, you got the less like he's just average. He's not unhot or yes. anything. He's just av- like fifty percent fucking middle sliders all the fucking way down. Whereas his friend is very competent, has him has his shit together, and is just super hot to all the ladies. So. He's like, I got to make sure if I lose my best friend that he goes off with like the perfect woman. I I'll, 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 I know the perfect woman when I see her, if she fucking exists. And his friend is like, I'm bringing him to mixers, even though it gets me no fucking action because I'm going to get this motherfucker married. Then I can do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> but the problem That's is he is completely uninterested in women. Uh, yes. Which might suggest he's most interested <laughs> in his friend. I don't know. I'd keep trying anyway. It yes. might stick. Uh, which I think the narrator is a big part of why it works is because, yeah, the narrator is having none of their internal monologues. And also having none of the internal monologues is the goddess of love and beauty who shows up and sends them to another world, transforming... She fulfills their heart's desires where in a drunken... In a drunken state, because you know... You know when you're drunk, right? You say things that you don't mean rather than you reveal your inner self uh, when you're drunk, that that kind of way. He says, it's like, man, if I can't be with a girl, I wish I was th- like a hot girl, like this specifically described hot girl, which is what he's turned into. Yes, he's turned into, his, like ideal, he, he, into his ideal woman he's been turned into. Not, not, not I, I would suggest not his idea of an ideal woman, the kind of woman he would like to be. I'm just yes. saying. Yeah, I think that, that that's that's that, that is the question he has in the second half of the episode. Yeah, because the, it, it is that's the other good thing about it. It is clearly just like oh, here's two chapters separated by an advertising break. Is how it feels. It works though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because they they confront the goddess of love and beauty, and she puts a curse on them. Uh, but the curse is specifically worded that they will be they'll be forced to be heroic. But the pair of yeah, them think initially she's like, I need you to go defeat the Dark Lord, and then yes. I'll grant you any wish you want. Uh, and they're like, Yeah, we're not gonna fucking do that. I don't trust you. You seem suspect. They keep calling her um like a, a LED, naked... an LED woman, I believe is the first thing they refer to. An her exhibitionist. As. They yes. insult her several times. Her bo- entire um, body is censored. That is fair. Yeah. Um <laughs> But um, she's insulted by this, so she curses them. But they're not sure what the curse is. And yes. both of them come to the same conclusion that, ah, she's the goddess of love. She's cursed us to fall in love with each other. Yes. We've got to defeat this Dark Lord before we fall in love with each other. They they say to each other, they state as a thing, we got to defeat this guy without saying, we've fallen in love with each other through a magical curse, right? Because the, and, second, and yes, the, the second the half of the episode is Hinata is like, hang on a second. She never specifically said that. So I need to test out whether or not that was the actual curse. But I can't say, hey, did she curse you to fall in love with me like she did with me? Because that would be like saying that I love him. So they're basically trying to play gay chicken with each other the entire yes. fucking time. Or like straight, straight chicken. chicken as well. It's definitely straight, straight panic chicken. from Sukasa's point if of he's view. Tra- he's a trans woman. Then it's straight chicken, but your man, I don't fucking. It's weird. It's and weird. And they're, they're as confused yeah. as well, I guess. Yes, because so he Hinata, or she now. Yes, Hinata starts mm. flirting, trying to flirt with Sukasa to see if he responds, and but trying to flirt in a way that isn't exer- like yeah. outwardly flirting, like uh, like falling down and putting on like a cute yes, girly that's, pose. That's, like, that's, I'd be into that. Yeah, that's when the was, funny moment. When I was a straight man, I would totally be into that. Trying to make pose. his thirty-two-year-old muscles move into a uh, young girl's cute pose um and the, the, the sukasa is attracted by it but then he's like i can't be attracted to a woman i must resist <laughs> <laughs> because he's gay yes 
I, and, and to be fair, he's probably not actually gay. He's just in love with his friend. And his friend is now a woman, which has confused him. Yeah, that, I think that's definitely the feeling him. I got from it. Is it's about yeah. friends falling in love, and the gender thing is to get people to read it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> particularly because the the creators are uh, a couple, a married couple. So I was like, I'd be interested if there's an interview somewhere about like were they friends before they realised they were in love. God. Yeah, I would. I would be fascinated to read that because the their internal monologues, and then cut between them actually interacting with each other. I was like, this is such a good like. I'm trying to manipulate you into fucking admitting you're into me. Like this constant war of wits between them, and both of them are fairly oh, fucking yeah. witless. To be fair, but yeah. it's funny. Yeah. Uh, I think lost. I've, I've, again, we've not seen it, and people tell us to see it. Is that? Uh... <laughs> The uh, what's the other show about people trying to pretend they're not oh, in love with each other? Oh, Kaguya-sama yeah. lovers warp. I've seen one series yes. of that. It is very yeah. really good. It would again. I'd say it'd be like it would definitely be fucking that kind of thing. Right, we're making a third series of that coming out at some oh, juncture geez. this year, I think. I think it could open it because it is like yeah, we're trying to like uh, make each other like admit like we don't know that we definitely that each other likes each other like you know. Or I know I like him and she likes and 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 I love I like her. Mm. So we're going to try and like you know, trick somebody into admitting it like at first, because person who admits this at first, um, they will be subservient to the one who doesn't say that. So it's all about accepting dominance from from like, from the off, and it is like JoJo's adventure level of like kind of battle of wits, plans within plans. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To try and do that. So as as, as I love each other, they are like really trying to <laughs> just devious and cutting to try and break the other person i, I like the extra thing on top of this with like I, I that is a lot of fun uh that sounds like a lot of fun as well um but i like the extra thing on this of a guy who's probably a bit gay and asexual who's into his best friend and the best friend possibly being trans and not re- and not realizing it until he's he, he flips uh she flips genders to um is just like wait am i into my friend i hadn't really thought about yeah but them trying to avoid that happening and also avoid talking about it directly which is kind of where the humor kind of comes in yeah. and well, there's also well, a really funny the monster old, uh... there's a really funny monster oh, though. it's a, like a cute bear rabbit that then is not entirely not cute yes. yeah because um, that, that's the important thing to whole... yeah is to lead mm. them to realize oh we're in a fantasy world we've got fantasy powers as well yeah and him punching straight through is just like oh it must be all the exercise i do it's like dude no you just punched a hole in that fucking thing it's like no i mean like i do weights in the morning so it's it's probably that how i punched a hole through that bear and uh, they, disco- they check his stats and they discover he's got special ability uh which allows him to summon like a dorimon type door but i think someone put, hmm. in the comments pointed out it's a love hotel door that he summoned yeah i think <laughs> when you see his stats like you can get a very quick brief thing of that also he's level 17 she's level one so um bit unfair <laughs> and uh yeah it ends with them about to go through the door but uh hmm. yeah for a, something which you think oh there's so many ways this could be absolutely terrible it could it could have been your standard fucking isekai bullshit it could have been your gay panic bullshit it could have been any number of things gone wrong with it it's very funny yeah it is. It's very funny. The anime is not is not historically very good at dealing with in a sensitive or considerate or indeed humorous manner. Uh, and is it going with a title that fucking long because it makes you think it's going to be that kind of show, but it's like no, it's not actually that yeah. kind of show. And you so see, far, bluff. you see from the credits is that there's a whole load of other characters who are going to be introduced as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, because I was like, oh, the worst. Well, I mean, I quite like it because it's just so trashy. But you could not make <laughs> Maze uh, today. And that that's what it could, could risk into being. Uh, mm-hmm. um, in terms of uh, that sort of thing. But we'll see. I might check it out next week. I might not. Depends how mm. much time there is because there's a lot of other things. One thing I will have time for, though. What a great segue. I'm Kodama Kawashiri, episode one. There's no title. It's a no two, time for a title. Two and a half minute show, of which the opening credits is one and a half minutes of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that could be like a life fact for you. It's just it's like someone yes. like, if I like, you know, coast along and I fall on. The way to get to fill your runtime is to just like fill the first minute and a half with like the, the sound that the label wants to promote. They spend also, that's, it's very funny because the opening is like really well animated and then the show is fucking barely animated, which yes. is very funny. <laughs> yeah. But but uh, it doesn't do that. It's just like you know. Well, the the opening gets a premise around fairly straightforwardly, and then it's just like yeah. we we reiterating that in the main body of it. Then yes, it's like haha, gotcha. That's how, that's how I've been living my life. It's just a <laughs> one minute monologue about how our main character and the author of the comic likes beer and greasy food and falling asleep, and has drifted through life ever since they were born. The end. Check in again next week. Yep. <laughs> is this is what that, the show's about? Okay. And in that minute, it's just holding up a mirror to myself because I see so much of myself. <laughs> I love beer and greasy food. And, you know, I, I, I will do my, my utmost to offset what I need to so I can enjoy these things. <laughs> then, coming from YouTube, it is Ninjala, episode one. No title given. Um, I think it's Ninja Gum Perfected or something. Ah, yes. Okay, I'll okay. add that to the comments. Ninja Gum Perfected. Which mm. meet Burton and... Well, first we meet Burton, who appears mm. to be in his mid-twenties. Uh, Old man. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. He has okay. a Wallace and Gromit-style flat to wake him up I'm in the morning. I'm fucking down for that with the <laughs> Rube Goldberg machine that he also like just fails to do because he's, like, he's aware of how it works. But then there's a backup one. Yes. <laughs> and then he goes to the Ninja Lab to continue his research on Ninja Gum with his co-worker, Bereka. It's not Rebecca, it's Bereka. That's actually going to trip you up, uh, we're calling it. It almost did me. Mm. Uh, they also have another co-worker, Ron. Very serious. Very and, yeah, they're working on, is it rediscovering Ninja Gum or inventing Ninja Gum? They're inventing Ninja Gum because they explain that, yeah, okay, ninjas are basically from meteors that crash into the ground and give people superpowers. <laughs> and eventually, you know, the world of, the world moved on from ninjas and ninjas just went, oh, we got to get the fuck out of Japan. Oh, yeah, yeah, but all, all, their, all their jobs were like to do was, you know, gathering intelligence. <laughs> I yeah. mean, the guy coming in the window, he's drawing his blade. Uh, yeah. Oh, yes, he's gathering information. <laughs> yeah, it, the information of how he's going to kill this guy. Um and so, yeah, they spread across the world, and now they're the descendants of Ninja, but they're trying to yes. rediscover magic ninja powers through chewing gum for yes. unexplained reasons. Um, yes. Yeah, yep. Okay. And uh, Burton is uh, not fully... by the government? With it. Yeah, but he's also not fully with it, and he accidentally puts his cat into the uh, recipe. Mm-hmm. Uh, they rescue the cat, but the cat's bell has entered the device they're producing the ninja gum and uh, blows everything up and they get covered in gum 
but it turns out this is the ninja gun this time, and this means Ron reveals that he's actually a bad ninja sent to stop them from discovering ninja gun. In the midst of all this, we briefly check in on four children to assure the viewers of this that this is actually about children and not a bunch of people in their mid-twenties who work in a ninja science company. Yeah, um, I, I do like the way it keeps cutting to just outside the ninja lab where there are two other ninjas like trying to murder each other to get this ninja gun. Yes. <laughs> Shadowy figures who are like, you know, like hanging around the corner of the alleyway or they're like scoping them out when they go to the, the, the jazz cafe. Like, <laughs> and every time it's like, like, whoa, you're stealing my look, buddy. Put knives out, you know, but there's going to be one like shadowy, like, you know, besuited, like, beshaded, like, figure to scope this place out. Um, is it set in New York as well? Looks uh, like it, yeah. Yes, it yeah, seems to be, yeah. His lab seems to be on one of the, like, two or three alleys that are in, like, Manhattan or oh, <laughs> whatever. Because you got to have ninjas have to do things in the shadows. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so they have a fight. We discover that Ninja Gum increases your ninja abilities, and also eventually you can also take the gum out. We can also spit it at people as a weapon, and you can take mm-hmm. it out and turn it into weapons as well. Uh, and you can run around the walls, you can hang upside down from girders, you know, all the cool ninja stuff. So when your man pulls the sword and I was like, oh, they invented ninja gum, time to fulfill my programming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pulls out a, a, a gross uh, bit of gum and shapes it into a weapon and uh, fights them off with that. Yeah. Uh... It's got some that that of Conan poison in the dough because they start reverting into children. Oh no! Yes, because there's like an explosion, they get away, and then they realize, oh, I've turned into a child. You've turned into a child as well. We better go get some child clothes. Uh, and then uh, they go back to the lab, but it's been emptied out. Mm. I assume from the opening credits that Rod will also turn into a child. Um, yeah, had to try that gum, Ron, didn't you? <laughs> Uh, that's episode of episode one of Ninjala, a game I was not aware of until about a few weeks ago when this first came up. And yeah, uh, apparently it's a well, then it's doing its job. Relatively yeah. popular Switch game. Yeah, okay. um, the fact I got her like uh, little animations and things kind of more on, on the shorter ends. It's like uh, hmm. again, just kind of, just kind of just like promoting this this game really much. Um, seems like a very you know, kind of Splatoon esque. It has a kind of like aesthetic to it as well. It feels like uh, a level five kind of. It does, um, yeah. It's kind of show as well. It's, yeah, it? it's kind of yeah. that. If you if you drew, drew a line from the Beano to anime, you'd find this somewhere in the middle. Yeah, uh, I, like we only see a few of the characters, but they have really nice designs. I'm particularly fond of um, Bereka. Uh, <laughs> yes, her hair. Her uh, pompadour. Kind of like it's yeah. a pompadour. It's also like um, I've forgotten the name of that old um, like Shogun kind of style haircut, yeah. the top knot kind of thing yeah. that goes into a ponytail. And I was like, oh, that's a really nice combination of things. Yeah, but um, yeah, based on the opening, this seems to be a lot more fun designs from the game, I imagine as well. Yeah, hmm. a battle yeah. royal um, game apparently is what it is. Okay, yeah. of course it is. It, it, they all are these days. <laughs> yeah. This one was like uh, it's maybe like. Uh, a little slower to kind of get into gear because uh, we're just kind of setting things up. We're showing the kids uh, around different places who are going to be involved. You know, and we're definitely some of famous ninjas in the past. Uh, when it got to actually, oh, we've got ninja gone, we can kind of stick on the walls, we can kind of just run through all, all our running on a cool ninja shit. Uh, and then your man pulls out the blade and he starts fun going after them. Uh, there's some nice little bits of action in there uh, for what, what you got. 
Mm, mm. So we, we do a dash, you know, we, we let them like get let loose and like a, like a big city like New York, and you got oh, there's plenty of buildings here you can you can wall run on. You get some cool little like bits out of this. Mm. Yeah, it's cute. I like it. This is OLM as well. It is. Yeah, mm. it, they're good at this kind of thing. Who's uh, the director? Mamoru Kanabe, best known for the directing the anime series Elfen Light. Yes, oh. that's the other detail about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But you know, promised um, Neverland as well. <laughs> well, well, which part? The first bit or the second bit? Uh, good question. Uh, yeah. It says twenty nineteen to twenty twenty one on his Wikipedia page, but maybe oh, it's all thing. Well, yeah, I think it's, it's the script might be the issue for the, uh, the second yeah. bit, and that was that was the author actually intervening to try and make it yeah. better. <laughs> You've seen how that can happen, how that can go sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this this is one you have to watch it. You've only got a week to watch it before they take it down mm. again. Um, Thursday is, is when it drops. <laughs> I feel it. Sorry, sorry. It's ephemeral. It's like the ninja. It, it will disappear yeah. into the shadows <laughs> if you lose sight of it. So you must be diligent and keep an eye out at all times. It's really uh, weird they wouldn't leave it up for longer than a week, though. Yeah. I suspect once they've dubbed it, they'll leave it up there permanently like they've done with the shorts. Ah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think they've just. I think they're just doing this as a, as like a make nice for people who are demanding it, and it's like extra content for their YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. And yeah. drive people to the YouTube channel. They'll pay for add-ons on the Switch game, I imagine. Um, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Catchy opening as well. I give a game of that too. Yeah, it's very colourful. And it's, it's weird watching this the same week as Tribe Nine because. Mm. It's uh, yeah. what is what is doing yeah. the kid thing Something in a it, yeah. way for, I guess probably people who were kids and watch similar things. But it's like whatever it was a little bit edgier, and was just like a pure version of it. Um, yeah, and mm. and Meredith pulling out like you know looking a ninja straight sword. There's, it's usually like you know a big like you know a clunky bat that seems to be the weapon of choice uh, for a lot of them because uh, you can just bonk them on the head, you know, and that's fine. Uh, you know, you're only a bad guy if you're putting out like real equipment and, and size. Uh, that's yeah. when you know you're a bad ninja. Hmm. A good ninja only ever just busts somebody upside the head with a bat. That's like, <laughs> the first time I've that's some justice. <laughs> uh, then we've got Ranking of Kings, episode 13 The Kingdom in Turmoil. It sure is. Mm. Uh, a messy fight. Yes, as we're basically in that courtyard for most of the episode, aren't we? Um, hmm, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, kind of cut into what um, our Boji's doing and whatnot. But yeah, yeah. we're still riding towards the castle. We'll be there any minute. Uh, please don't go up like the windy road. Just go straight across. Come on. Oh, they pull over the brow of the hill and see. Oh, the road to the castle is just this one switchback going all the way up. And point saying, lads, don't go along that. Just just ride over the hill. It's like a, a horse is, is an all-terrain vehicle. Just go straight. Yeah. I know that feeling from uh, what, which mission is it in Red Dead <laughs> Online, Dwayne? Oh, um, it's the one where you're going up to the kill uh, them the, each and every one. That's it. Yes, where if you're, with, <laughs> you're with people who've not played it before, and they'll be taking the winding path do, do, up do, there. Do, do, do. I just go like beeline, just fucking straight up. <laughs> yeah. I, I I always beeline in Red Dead, but that causes me to crash more times than most people, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Most importantly for me is though is Dorsch. What's the uh, 
the lion monsters show up, Dorsh reveals that he's wearing blooming Lampton worm armor uh, <laughs> underneath his clothes. <laughs> uh, I've been I, I was by you before. Mm. I wore a coat of made out of knives. Try biting me now, you dumb lion, tiger, and hell beasts. I'm very worried about the continuation of Dorsh because I always like the big tough guy who punches things and it's just like, I oh, got really fucked up there, but this is a show in which you can come back from he's, that. He's maybe. lost a foot at least. Uh, <laughs> doesn't mean he can't get like, you know... Like, you can still punch people with one foot. It's fine. <laughs> one sticking a big boot into people as well. Um, mm-hmm. The anonymous night squad get a little less anonymous because their leader is and the knight uh who's pretty handy with, with, with some throwing knives like but now she gets a want... name you see her eyes and then her helmet gets taken off i was like oh, okay she's a character grant the other guys get like whoop, taken out immediately i was like you guys better have something going on because mm. one guy's got a hammer and they all seem to have a different thing going on ah. they might be okay they got thrown into a wall but then like no not and the knight because now you got pathos it's not even like fun and say no and don't die on me you know it's just you fresh died away <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, which does get the spooky speak. She does manage to throw knives into every available orifice in Oaken's mask. That was gnarly. Mm. I loved it. Uh, but then he sucks all the blood back into his face. Hmm. And this was after, obviously, he attacked uh, Hilling, like cutting a wrist as he is wont to do of making people suffer and being really kind of turned on by that, weirdly. But Hilling heals herself. Um, I do like her solution as well. That armor she's wearing is filled with bags of, uh, uh, I guess, mana, like magic juice. Yeah. Uh, so she can just suck on a straw and just keep herself going. It, it, it really does seem like something I would have tried to convince a GM to let me do in a D&D adventure. <laughs> Fuck exactly. Yes. Oh, it's so good. Um, <laughs> can I just fill my armor up with fucking mana and a straw? Ah, beautiful. Uh, yeah, Dosh like takes care of a bunch of the uh, the lion horned lion wolf things, but uh... when you have the other three knights going, they're like, "Hey, he's taken out a whole bunch of them. We haven't gotten one yet." And Dosh is just there beating the shit out of those fucking lions. It's it's great, yeah. Uh, but the two assassins get involved, and the uh, the giant gets involved as well. Hmm. Uh, and he ends up getting pounded with that giant sledgehammer. Uh, okay. He's got to get up. He's got to save the queen. Yes. And then he's going listen hammer and then going throws it right back at him. And Flora's a gigant, the big ogre man. But not before um, our our spearman actually spears a bunch of the lions, saving Hilling because uh, Hilling has the chance to run away. But she's like, mm, I got to drag Anne out of this situation as well. But our spearman stabs him, and then the, our, our mirror lady is kind of like, dude. What the fuck? You said you're gonna work with me. He's like, sorry, sorry. I can't I can't really help it. I got nothing against Hilling. She's cool. And she's like, like, okay, yeah. don't betray me again. He's like, okay. He's like, hey Doris, get up off your ass. It's like, what, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's his background though as well. Uh, yeah. that, like he's it's like think like when you first saw him, you know, when he just like this he speared Bebin and, and took him out when he when uh when went after him from oh he's like you know a very stoic and disciplined spearman. But we know from his backstory with Miranjo as he is this fairly kind of weak willed human being. Uh hmm. he's prey to his emotions and he and he can do like irrational and in, insensible in things. And so he has that's to support Hilly still, that's still with him. He has to like support Dorsch because it's like I'm the spear and you're the shield, bro, man. We were we were in the army together. <laughs> yeah, that kind hmm. of stuff. 
Um, so if he can't be like the ruthless killer uh, that Miranjo needs him to be. Um, yeah, exactly. She's got, she's, she's, she already has some dudes for that. So maybe it's, you know, if he, she, maybe he's the heart of the team. Mm-hmm. Um, but still gets really, 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 really angry when you go after his mistress. Um, yeah, he, st- he still wants to help out uh, her as well, despite having trouble <laughs> helping her out, considering she wants to kill all the people he likes. <laughs> Yes, uh, but yeah, they do let Hilling drag Anne out of the uh, castle and uh, mm. Dorsch gets his foot bitten off. Uh, and yeah, Miranjo and Apis and the Red and Black guys. Uh, they're just called Red and Black, I think, in all forms. Yeah. yeah. Brunette the Black, Red the Copperhead, and then Zoku the Bandit King is like, hey, hey, oh, they're... they're What's it now? Because it's, basically it's, it's, the, the two the, assassins, the two, two assassins trying to make off with yes. um, with, with the mirror because oh, it's like this is pretty valuable mirror, and it, and Appy's just going, I'm going to fucking murder you, motherfuckers. And Zoku was like, whoa, whoa, everybody, time out. Can't we just talk about this for a minute here, lads? They're, they're, chill out. My, my boys are very hot-headed. You're going to have to forgive him. And he, Appy's is like, all right, fair enough. And he's like, I got you, fucker. And when we come back to him, Appy's is taken out, um, which is a nice thing because obviously we have the the black. Um, guy running off with Miranjo the mirror and her turning into gold so he can carry her and he's yes. like oh brilliant a big pile of gold <laughs> um, but we, it looks like the red guy has taken out Apis but in like off screen he's been taken out by him which only makes whatever that fucking bandit king did it's like what the fuck did you do to this guy because he fucked that guy up him, off screen black jacked him yeah 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 definitely something nasty anyway yeah because I think he was just waiting he was bowing in front of me because he was waiting for Apis to similarly bow and then uh game mm. in the gut uh also during all this Uken decides he gets bored of this fight and wanders into town to just start slaying people left and right um, he's not even killing them he's just like doing his little thing where you cuts them yeah. on the arm it's like ah oh, it really hurts oh, why are you doing that he's like <laughs> he does like, like he's, a t- he's not a dude like he doesn't enjoy fighting he loves winning yeah uh, and we also yeah, get a f- we get a flashback of Miranjo convincing boss to have another child and she's found this woman with a great bloodline would be perfect for you to have another child boss yeah because the initial thing is like dude giants can only giant ladies can only have like one baby we're doomed to fucking die it's just that's just the way of it. it's like about a new wife i was like did she did she kill the last queen it's like, i yeah, think probably. so yes yeah mm-hmm. well froze her at least because we've seen her frozen in the basement that's like took her out of the picture basically yes. yeah yeah mm. um your man that evil nice like i like the fact that he gets stabbed in the eye holes and mouth holes of his mask, and he's fine. Um, but Hilling just like flashes, like it does, does a solar flare on him, and he's like, ah, like ho- holy light, and he runs off crying. And she's like, dude, that's just like a blinding thing. What the fuck? <laughs> Why did that hurt you? Yeah, he's a but, real creep in, yeah, in so many ways. We get some hints that there's some issues here when the knights can, the knights from the underworld confront him. And the leader remembers what he was told by Despa is that don't let Boji fight Oaken. He is the natural enemy. And also try and bring o- Prince Oaken back alive. Uh, also, you don't try and take him on yourself. Yes. Wait till I'm there. I'm a big fat horse because uh, like, you're not tough enough to beat this guy. Yeah. It's so like, I... mm, Boji, you go off ahead of us. We're going to slow this guy down. So I assume he's, <laughs> I assume he's either Desper or Desha's son, one of their sons. I assume he's fucking like empty armor or yeah. something like that. It's like, yeah, he's uh, Boji has nothing to work with. Basically. Yeah, I, I also wonder whether he's also deaf. 
So being stabbed in the eyes and he might be blind or something. Well, well. he healed that, I think, because he, he, all the blood got the sucked back, back up into, into yeah. yeah, Yeah, you're right. Well, um, well, he... I suppose if you say if only had the flash, it would have blinded him if he has eyes in there. But if he is just have his incorporeal massive evil underneath there, then mm. that could be yeah effective as well. Um, yeah, I, clearly there's something one of the brothers or both of the brothers did that Ed made. Oh, probably they feel guilty about uh, Oaken mm. ending up this way, which is why they kept him locked up rather than uh, killed him. Because mm, the the captain of the underworld guard is like, okay, sorry, sorry, my liege, I'm gonna have to take this animal down rather than take him in alive. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, which again, it's, it's it's all that your parents fuck you up. Uh, is seems to be the message of this anime all the way through. Um. Oh, and the reason Ranjo had left the uh, courtyard fight was because she felt something had escaped in the underground, and we see we do see the two lads like walking down the stairs, um, trying to close yeah. that gate to the underworld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Some rats have snuck in. Yeah. Mm. Uh, a little rougher looking around the edges on this episode, but there's still some excellent fun action, and the story is just cracking away at a pace now. Yeah, yeah. Again, all those, uh, like, it takes place, like, mostly in that courtyard, but there's so many different things going in different directions here, and people working against each other constantly. It's, <laughs> it's just it's just so messy. You think, oh, Miranda's yeah. working all these weird criminals, and they're under her sway. No, what the fuck they are not. They're no. just doing whatever the hell they want. They're just fucking just going everywhere. She's like, well, come back, you even. You should have me over to the kingdom. No, no, no. I'm, I'm going to town. Yeah. I'm going to do some, some help. And I like the touch of one of the criminals is more intelligent than all the others and is willing to play the game and mm. seize opportunities when he can rather than just blindly fly into... Uh... Rather than run in, grab the magic mirror and run away with it. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, which is, like I say, it, it reminds me a lot of One Piece now at this point, but not just mm. the ob- the obvious similarities, but... Uh... Uh, particularly like the chaotic thing of like all these plots are colliding into each other now. Like besides, yeah, the the fighting and the the chaos and the weirdness. Um, yeah, very much so. Like One Piece in keeping all these fucking plates spinning at once. Yeah, uh, it's impressive. It's a compliment. And then we've got Dragon Quest: The Adventure of Die, Episode sixty five, The Dark Hyunkle. Ooh, Again? a new arc for. Yunkel, mm, this is interesting. I wonder where it's going to go. Yes. So Mistburn's <laughs> like, okay, Yunkel, give you one last chance. Drink this dark aura up. Come back with me on my side. And I won't execute you. We'll just execute Crocodile because he can't be saved. Uh, mm. And Yunkel does it. And Crocodile's like, no, Yunkel, no. And then he remembers his words. Trust me. Well, no matter what I do, you got to trust me. Yeah, and we have the most of the rest of the army like hiding in the many, many caves around this um, cell arena that they've built specifically to yes. execute these guys. And they're like, no, 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 not yet. We we said we'd only come in when Dai and the lads come in. Yes, they Amy, said, okay, would we, yeah, don't when we jump in, you guys jump in. Yeah, yeah. it's basically Amy wanted to go and choose how to hold her back. And Mr. Beast, that mysterious 11th member of the commando team, is explaining <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> There are two uh, wolves yeah. inside him, one light and one dark, and now they are wrestling for supremacy. Yes, the darkness fully heals him, and so uh, 
Mr. Fenn's like, excellent, excellent. Now There's still a little bit of light in you there, and to subsume it completely, take this cool sword that I've been keeping in my pocket and kill Crocodile to prove your loyalty and also to, you know, get rid of all the goodness inside of you. Crocodile's like, mm, I should probably fight back, but he said to trust him, so I'm just going to stay here on this crucifix and just wait and see what fucking happens. And what and happens yell at him is he uncles. Light aura explodes and forces the darkness out of him, but he dies in the attempt. At least that's what Miss Fern thinks. Um, and so as Miss Fern's wandering away, suddenly his ankle is grabbed by a uncle, who says, it's so easy beheading you would be like picking a flower right now. That's how great I feel. But that's what I told you to do. No! My own <laughs> words used against me. Uh, yes, and by... Consuming his lightness in darkness, he was able to make that lightness glow even brighter. And so there's only the tiny bit of dark aura within him. It's going to be completely enveloped by light now. And like uh, His thing is like, you thought I died, but that was the darkness in me kind of dying. Yes, you're really you only checking like, the dark aura, yes. You don't, you don't know how your powers that. work. Yeah, been a good five minutes just saying that same thing in different ways. To be yeah, it's been... Like, Hyunkel doesn't know how his shit works. He's like, Hyunkel, you, you can just die and come back because your dad was dead. That's how this works, basically. Yeah, you were an undead Legion commander, you know. You're not a zombie, but you just keep, you just won't fucking go down. That's why you earned that name. Um, mm-hmm. And Mr. attacks don't work on him, and then he does the terrible thing of touching Mr. face. Well, uh, well by where his fist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and then everybody else jumps in. They're here because they were able to detect his light aura and they could target it. When uh, they say it, it's like, oh, watch out, they got 30 hollow knights. We better watch out for those monsters. And it's like, mm, we, we can probably take them, but we can't take on Misfern. And Yunkel, when he goes all Super Saiyan glowy, um, he like punches through a bunch of the knights. And it's like, there's a lot more knights once the army actually comes down. Yes. <laughs> like, there's a knight for like, <laughs> well, every guy in the lying. The air of the dark army, after all. <laughs> it is satisfying, though, because it is like, fun, like... But we like almost more, more so like with his fingertips, he's just fucking rending the armor apart, mm-hmm. uh, like Superman or some shit. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, everyone flies in. They let the heroes get to the business of untying Crocodile, and uh, Miss Fens... they burst through the ground by digging with fire. Uh, it was they're very clever. Yeah, Vern's like, what are they playing at? Uh, uh, first of all, he's like, oh, uh, die still alive, and Kilver's like, I told you he was still alive. My forecasts never lie. Uh, and it's like, what's Miss Fern playing at? You should be able to take care of this. Uh, and what Miss Fern's other problem is emerging out of this army who's appeared to uh, rescue our heroes is Lon Berwick. And apparently Miss Fern's got some history with him because he's like, no, not you. How are you here? Because <laughs> he tries to do his You're dark puppetry thing of like trapping yes. everyone in this big web, which would be great because then he could control the knights to kill them. But then Lon Berwick just stabs him through the ground and is like, mm, You're fighting me, buddy. Which is, uh, yeah, it's a good bit. It's it is a good bit. Because you're like, yeah. oh, we just knew him as a craftsman. And now it's like, oh shit, one of the surviving leaders of the bad guys is afraid of him. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, well, we know he's, we know he's, he's, he's one badass. He's, he's not made the sword. He knows how to fucking use him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Again, he's, he's the optional like hidden boss uh, in the RPG. If you no, if you can defeat the Dark King, but if you're really good, you have the optional boss and it's this, that. <laughs> Watch out. Mm. Uh, anyways, okay, all five of us are here, and we've all have our resolve 
to cast a spell to, to, to get into the, into the cast. We all know what we're fighting Yeah, because they're like, Yunkel, have you got your signia of Avavan? Because, you know, he's shirtless this entire fucking time. And he's like, yeah, I tucked it into my underpants. They'd have to kill me <laughs> to take this. Um, and it's like, here, give it a go. Like, make a glow. And he's like, oh, shit, look at that. A glow is mm-hmm. cool. And Pop's like, ah, uh, uh. Okay. Everybody huddle up. It's like, okay. It's game time, Pop. <laughs> 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 um, uh, I, 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 Mama's going. Oh, oh, Pionkel, it's nice to see you not dead and executed after all this time. It's like, yeah, good to see you too. Just <laughs> nothing happened. I do like Vern's thing, like of floating in the castle above this entire thing, going like, well, it's not like they can hit me from here anyway, so I guess I can just fucking watch this whole thing go down. It's not like they have an <laughs> ultimate magic attack or something that could hit me from the ground. I'm grand. Uh, Safe in my sky castle. But also, Vern is happy to see die. He gets a smile mm-hmm. on his face because he d- detects that he's so more powerful. After all. Yeah, yeah, he, he he'll get to kill him again. That's fantastic. I'll get to break his hope again. Fantastic. Things are looking up for Vern. He thought it was going to be really I, boring, destroying the surface world and giving the underworld the sun. But no, it might be more interesting. Best birthday ever. Uh, then we've got Detective Conan, episode 1034, Taiko Majin Shogi Board. Brilliant move. I was looking up how to cook with a blender because I was like, how the fuck is this working? I don't fucking know. Uh, so the crux of the mystery is uh, yeah. somebody must have come back to the flat earlier than they said they did. And messed with the temperature of the thing they brought in some way in order to convince them they they didn't. So you've got lukewarm coffee, you've got warm bread, and you've got cold ice cream. How did they either make two of them warm, or did they make keep one of the the other one cold? So Uh, Conan establishes your man didn't have a thermos on him, and your one didn't have like a like a you know a, a freezer box with her. So that seems unlikely. Uh, also, they established that everything you could use to cook in this apartment is fucking broken. They don't have a microwave. The oven and the harbor bust. Uh, no, the water uh, heaters bust. The kettles water bust. Water heaters bust. And no the one kettles, had put the yeah. no one had put the stove on because they put their bags on the stove and it didn't. It didn't. It wasn't hot. Yes, there. it was still um, hot. Fifteen minutes later. Yeah. So <laughs> that means that your one didn't cook bread or your man didn't make coffee using those things that they named. But there Ocho is a mix Aoyama around. Does not pay his electricity bill. How how can it make this into a mystery? <laughs> Conan. Uh, and as <laughs> as they as we get in all these clues, though, uh, we are distracted because they're discussing the other people who aren't here, and then they notice that there's, there's... like two guys who didn't come to this thing. One yeah. guy, um, like I think he did one, he commit suicide. One guy committed suicide, and the other <clears> guy is depressed <throat> since the other guy committed suicide. Yeah, and uh, he li- he lives across town. Let me show you," says the guy who brought the coffee, the yeah. warm coffee. The one who's the uh, most open... sus because he's the one who he's leads all the conversation throughout. And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, let me let me just show you where he lives. You can see his house from here. <gasps> it's on fire! Oh no!" So um, so but they they go check out the crime scene there. The cops like, "Okay, yes. you guys go home, but you're still here for questioning. But we yes. can't like arrest you for." Nothing, but you know, you're still rare appearance of the arson cop from the show who, correctly, as a character who does not always appear in this show, after they've gone <laughs> through and looked all the clues, you get all the clues from here. It's like, oh, there's another burnt shogi ball, another shogi ball with the 
leg missing, well, now three mm. legs missing. So it's another serial killer. And then after all, they've gone through everything and the evidence. So they go, what's Conan Cun doing here? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's snuck into the squad car. What can we do? Yeah. But I like the fact um, that it's like a guy who's not there regularly is the one who notices. Why, why is, is this there child? a small child <laughs> on the crime scene? But um, yeah, your man who was killed here, the third killing based off of the legs of the thing, he was killed before the fire. So presumably the yes. fire was to cover up whatever they did. And they keep talking about his rectal temperature to prove that point. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's things about crime scene investigation I did not know. Cool, cool. How many times did you check that? It seems several times by the way you're fucking talking about it. Um, that's fine. Uh, but basically it proves that he was killed, left there, and they probably set up some situation for him to burn while they had an alibi of being at, at this place with two cops looking at them. Yes. So it couldn't have been them. But yeah, it quite possibly was them. I but knew one of them. we quickly learned the next day that, uh, well, it's, it's, there's like a sequence before the next day bit is where... Mm. Uh, our regular shogi player, uh, Shikichi, goes and confronts the murderer and says, you better turn yourself in. He's already figured it out. He shows up at the um, blacked out murderer's uh, apartment and goes like, yeah, I figured out it was you. So I tell you what, I'll come in. We'll have a cup of coffee. You turn yourself in and it'll be all okay. He immediately gets tasered for his fucking troubles and tied up to a table. Yes, that's where we learn later because we go the next day. uh, The kids Mm -hmm. are going to school. Oh, wait, it's... uh, Genta is fighting a Gachapon machine because yesterday he got number two in the Gachapon series. The day before that, he got number one. So why did he get three today? He should have got three today. Yeah, he got number one again. It's it, yes. this is like it's it's that would be fair if I got the next fucking one in the line um, of the the Gacha thing. And this is a major clue, but I have not figured it out. Yes, Conan had not figured it out at that point either. He's like, I know this is a this is trying to tell me something. Me seeing my stupid idiot friend do this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I can't figure it out and then I tease him I didn't know you were in Gachapon's Conan uh, uh, and then he gets a call from Yumi he's like have you seen Shikichi he didn't come home last night um, he went back into the apartment he said oh I gotta check a thing uh, I, I got I left something behind me and then when he came out he's like no I guess I didn't so it's like he was obviously not tampering with the crime scene but like making sure some evidence was key piece yeah. of evidence was left out or something yeah um Oh, did, yeah, they, were t- that, they were like, oh, did we have an argument? Because that's what leads on to having a conversation about uh, with Chiba and Miike. And mm. they're like, oh, we had an argument last night. And uh, it was over. Oh, I took, I, he teased me because I put uh, cream stew with rice. And he's like, oh, you do it with curry. And then you get uh, Yumi's uh, internal monologue. Like, oh, I hate these two being so in love. <laughs> Like, they're arguing kind of like in a silly, not actually being shitty to each other way, like an old couple. But I don't think they're a couple yet, are they? The, are they? Yeah, I think that, I think at the end of the uh, policewoman serial killer thing, they coupled up. Okay, just making, I was, I was just trying yeah. to make sure that was or wasn't the case. Yeah, because this, this episode plays like a flip of the episode they flash back to in the previous oh. one, where she yeah, yeah, yeah. the one kidnapped and Yubi's got to find him. You're right, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But I do like her middle monologue of her. Of, I like the fact that she doesn't, she isn't so lovey-dovey with her idea of romance, and a little mm. bit more cynical compared to her younger colleagues. Um, well, her, her boyfriend sucks. So uh. yeah. Uh, whereas Karen's like, oh, he's got himself into trouble. I'm going to immediately ring his big brother and my also my mum and dad are there, and uh, we'll put our brains together. 
Mm. But he's ringing the big brother, but obviously the dad's there. It's like, oh, fuck, a mystery. I put him on speakerphone. Yeah, let me, I want to fucking solve this mystery and lead my son along the, the path. Yeah. Like, I'm going to figure this out over the phone. And that's where you get, like, what were the other things there? Because uh, he, he noticed that uh, Shikichi had touched something on the sideboard in the kitchen. And had re- recoiled his hand. Yes. Yeah. Whether was it like, was hot or cold, we don't know. Yeah, so there's yeah. a toaster, an ice, two ice cube trays, and a mixer. It's like, yeah. how... Did somebody heat up or cool something down using those three items? Like, you could make ice cream if the ice tray was filled with, like, um, frozen uh, frozen milk or something like that. You know, you can make, like, ice shavings. Because we never see them eat the ice cream. It's just she holds it up to your one's face to prove that it's cold. But it's she seems less... Flying around. She seems less suspect because... Uh, I don't think we saw any salt, unless what he takes off his hand is like salt. Uh, I guess that could be a thing. Yeah, I, I was thinking I'm salt. And I, I remember that was in Lupin, not in this. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. Um, yeah, there's definitely some fucking. And he's, his dad said, "It's like, ah, oh, have you copped on to the magic trick yet?" And it, I was just like, "Okay, this is some fucking thing that I'm just not aware of." I guess. Uh, so yeah. Conan and uh, Shuichi are going to have to team up to find Shuichi's li- little brother. Mm. Uh, and meanwhile, though, Shikishi is like, oh, I've been tied up. This guy's pacing backwards and forwards with a knife. Um, and he's he's looking at his phone, like, waiting for the news, I guess, of my kidnapping or something like that. I'll distract him. How about we... Because he, he can reach his phone, but obviously he can't really dial anything. Yes. About behind a back. blind game of shogi. Hmm. And then we see in the preview that somehow the moves he's making in the Shogi game are going to try and lure Conan and his brother to his location. Because hmm. uh, c- not only is it a mystery, there's also going to be Shogi puzzles here as well for you to solve. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Uh, but I do, uh, I do like the the narrative of like, oh, Conan didn't get another person got the mystery straight away and Conan didn't get it. He's got to catch up with the person who's... And then Shikichi just does the stupidest thing of going to, to oh, the murderer's just like, house. Hey, you're the murderer. Turn yourself in. It's like, why would you go to a murderer's house and ask him to do that? They've killed at least possibly at this stage three people. What are you doing? Well, it's the same obliviousness of him not realising what it looked like to his girlfriend uh, the pre- in the mm. previous episode of... I'm just going to disappear and hang out with two women without telling my girlfriend what on earth I'm doing. Like, a one mad theory I have, and there's nothing to support this, so that makes it the best kind of theory, is your man who died hours earlier and then his house burned down. I Like, I'm thinking it could have been him, that his depression was like, oh, your man got caught for match fixing and he was like my teacher and I feel really bad about that. And it's all your fault, guy who I killed in the apartment and tried to pin it on everyone else because you guys didn't help the situation. And then he killed himself, and I was just like, "So that's, but that that doesn't account for any of the suspects, basically. Just yeah. trying to make them look bad, but it's a misunderstanding because actually he did, they did care about the guy. You know, it'll be a misunderstanding. That's that's how it goes. Yeah, and Mina, who's the daughter of the character who occasionally appears, who's the rival, uh, yeah. to Shikichi, was dating the one who hung himself, and the one who hung himself is also the brother of Shoko, the other girl. Yeah, and, yeah. So I'm trying to figure out which yeah. which one of which of them that gives the most plot armor to. <laughs> it gives your man the least plot armor, I believe. For him and was it that Kasuke had replaced 
uh, the one who was the match fixing one in the group. Yeah, because he was there. He was the guy who was teaching them shogi before. And then he him. brought the two yeah. girls in to replace the the guy who'd committed suicide and the one who stopped coming due to depression. And not not just to replace the guy, but because they were obviously sad that their friend and boyfriend yeah. had committed suicide. They was like, "I'll get you involved in this game, and that way it'll be like you'll be hanging out with people who knew and who knew that guy, that kind of thing." He's manipulating a lot of the situation. It is, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, he definitely seems the most suspect. Um, <laughs> I mean, if he's not him, the others, whoever the other murderer is, is playing exceedingly cool. Um, mm. I was also suspecting the girl who, like uh, the the middleest girl who brought the bread but couldn't buy curry bread uh, because she kept crying, and I was like, "Hmm, that's what a murderer would do yeah. to cover up the murder." I mean, I was like, "Oh, curry bread is that part of the clue?" I wrote down cheese and prosciutto and crackers. Is that part of the clue? No, but it's a very good thing to eat when you play board games. Apparently, <laughs> mm. well, I mean that's a good that's a good thing to keep track of for yourself, though. So. It is. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Conan. Because they say you can eat it without <laughs> making the pieces greasy. Um, so I shall bear that in mind. Um, I mean, it's not, if... a, not an issue at the moment playing digital board games, but uh, back in real you life, keep your keyboard clean. Yeah. yeah. So the things were like bread, ice cream, and um, coffee. Yes. Um, yeah. What if it wasn't hot or cold that he touched on the counter? But what if it was something greasy? And there's like greasy. They wouldn't eat greasy food in the shogi playing room something's amiss and the grease is actually the, the clue. yeah there's another thing about they didn't mention the greasy food the legs like being the a, not a red herring as well um yeah yeah like it's not actually a anyway. serial killer i can't i can't figure out what the fucking legs mean then explanation next week so uh yeah yeah it's fun to try and figure out and i have not in any regard whatsoever no i don't think I've, i mean i might have got the right person but in various cases accident, but how yeah. is another question uh, then we got Lupin the Third, Part Six, Episode Fourteen: The Mirage Women. Uh, this arc is called Witch and Gentleman, as we get the reason why in this one because she's named after a French witch, I think, or someone who's uh, accused yeah. of witchcraft. I mean, yeah, the the the, the red haired lady, uh, Mercedes. Uh, yes, mm-hmm. their group is called Elvira. So, <laughs> yeah, don't get your hopes up when you hear Lupin meets Elvira in this episode. <laughs> no. Um, but the real witch maybe maybe tall away because um, mm. while they're while they're on the road trip and they're like having some like uh, no they're, they're heading down to Mexico is the guy word that's one the next place they're gonna hit is like a big like the big bank in, in Mexico City and you know fun saying that's too obvious obviously a trap to do me in or the guy go down there and find out so they're on the road trip down and looping his out like now my teacher was this lady called Tomoe she was um. Not my mother. She was like a mother to me. Um, mm-hmm. She says as much as that because she says all of her like disciples, all of her students are like children to her. So basically, my granddad wanted to like find out if I was up to you know, the title of if I, if I can inherit the Lupin title. So I knew everything mm-hmm. to know about, about thieving, about like you know fucking fucking martial arts and acrobatics and fucking firearms handling, and she just instilled like lessons into me like you know things she always said like you know wherever you we were trying to deceive someone. Don't use double, use triple measures to try and bluff your way out. And don't mm. trust anybody. Don't trust, don't, don't, don't trust anybody. Don't let your guard down, even around me. So these things are like, you know, um, popping up in like letters that are being sent to him. So he knows that, well, this obviously somebody said that it could be her himself, but it can't be because I can recall like one night it was a clatter in the mansion and it went, 
butler comes by, we've been robbed. And I run outside, I run dash out into the trees, and she's torn away, surrounded by, by the guards at, at, at the cliff. Here's one, one kind of look at me. She kind of reaches to pull us up, but then they gun her down. She falls off the cliff. We didn't find the body, so we show her that's never like, that's always like a, a mm. baker one death kind of thing. It's a nice little, um, all those sequences, me like remembering. It's all like either his memories from, from him, his first person perspective. Uh, but it's also like a lower down child's perspective. Yeah, the the blinks are in there as transitions and whatnot. It's really nicely done. Yeah, yeah. and narratively, yeah. it's a nice flip on the first arc, where it was mm. Lily was in the position we see Lupin is in in this one, uh, where he. It's not that his memory is is kept from him or false. It's just the information mightn't be correct. Yes. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, you always um, like one side of us. Um, yes. Because it's happened before. It wasn't an assassin who broke into the mansion and uh, Tomoe like, put herself in front of the Buddhas and took her for him. And it was like, why would you do that for me? Well, like, and then my students, you know, I know I'm I'm strict on you, but you're still like like my own child to me. So we wouldn't take a bullet for their own child. Like telling this story to, to Gorman and um, telling it to the two books and to the two boys yeah um it, it's kind of like they're like oh so it wasn't your real mother it's like no she was like about it they're like oh she was like a real mother then like they're, they're coming around i did like the background stuff with them where jegan is better at cards than going on so they've been eating soba for five days straight <laughs> <laughs> it's just like this is yes. fantastic i don't have to cook anymore i'll eat whatever and, um, and, yeah. and when they go to Mexico, Lufa's like, oh, maybe we, when Jigen's when trying to be serious with him, and Lufa's like, uh, not blowing him off, and like, oh, maybe we can eat something instead of sober. And Jigen's like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, man, open up to me. I'm your wife, husband, partner. Stop. They, they, they do make the joke of that because he obviously goes and visits your one in the hospital and kind of gets her deal. And it's like, oh, she's a lot tougher than I give her credit for as a flower shop. Um, girl kind of thing and like Jigen saying to Jigen is just like oh she's just surprised I wasn't bringing uh, flowers back to my wife and Jigen's like ha yeah you totally weren't doing that that's not a that's not a thing we are yeah. together but it's now but because of the repeated thing of here is like uh, what's the is it, what's the line that makes Lupin realize Tomo is alive that he finds in the oh and everyone, like, it, 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 it's like um the letter and it's all what's Mercedes is everyone saying when you're trying to use them you still use triple measures and don't let a guard down on anybody even me um it's like yeah, in the letter is like triple measures yeah so I so I'm now wondering like oh is the girl at the flower shop part of Tomoe's triple measures there is definitely something more to her because yeah. uh, she mentioned that oh I only got into the into the flowers game recently you know that's why it's like a, a, a big change in what I was doing before what were you doing before this yeah, yeah. that the other thing does, I was does, thinking does a grain of truth in, 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 in any in any like you no know, um in any uh perception you're putting on any kind of persona you're that it's always going to be like a grain of truth in there so you can kind of like uh, to, to always kind of to bounce back off of so. So you could have had another job prior to this. That job yeah. would have been international jewel thief. Yeah. Like Jigen's put a with a sniper rifle, put a tracker on their crazy bank heist thing where they just fucking unload with tanks on that. That was fucking cool sequence. Yes. So like Lupin tracks him back to the base, and um, basically the thing he lets her off with is like, "Ah, oh, women are the most precious treasures," and I'm like. Has she met an army of women thieves? And also instilled in Lupin from his early days don't hurt women so he can go like so as, as a way of controlling lupin i'm just like 
fuck, it might go pretty deep is the thing I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah I wonder if like, oh, it's like every single woman we saw in that first episode of this arc is going to turn out to be somehow part of her plan. Uh, massively, part of yeah. Yeah, or, yeah, or just like, or just bluffs and red herrings, you know, because you, you see them turn up and it's just like, oh, are you in on this or are you just a normal person? Yeah. Uh, mm. I mean, because it's well, like, no, you see all of the the gang, they aren't just like clones of Mercedes now. It's a lot of them aren't even women, they're just like, they were on the Mission Impossible mess. <laughs> yes. and, uh, <laughs> of course, yeah, yeah. Just like regular dudes or regular women. I did think the uh, the action was a bit better here than it was in the London scenes. I just wonder if that's because the Mexican streets are wider and you can... Uh... You can ride a couple of tanks down them? <laughs> yeah, a couple of tanks side by side down those streets. Uh, just gives a bit more room for the action. Uh, well, we do I... actually get a, a name for your one as well who's working with... Um... Yeah. Our detectives. Uh, oh, I Harry, see, I'm, I'm assuming she's going to be part of the I gang. I assume she's just in because on it as well. I've watched so many Lupin specials, and as soon as Zenigata <laughs> gets a female psychic, they've always got some sort of other agenda going on. But I'm wondering if, like, this arc is trying to make us like, like you say, you know, a suspect of um, the of, of women. It's like, are you just a woman? Or are you a woman in on the conspiracy? That kind of thing. Yeah, and, and then that will lead you to where it leads you here. It's like the only woman Lufan can trust is the one who betrays him constantly. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, that would be perfect. Yeah. Oh, we've lost Nile. Oh, we did. Uh, he, I did see that he froze a bit there for a bit. Uh, and I guess I he's that was just completely for a okay. disappeared. Uh, oh. Yeah. Um, he doesn't go through with his threat, though, of uh, killing her. Because he can't. That's the most beautiful treasure he was taught. Hmm. Is a woman. He killed, like a lot of people on the way there, so... That's yeah, true, it, it yeah. Just kind of, it, it, it kind of seems to me that coming up and the, the women thing, and I was just like, yeah, did she, tr- like, not, not train, did she condition Lupin to not want to kill women? Yeah, uh, for I, her benefit as well. I think two episodes in, the no longer having the literary references is making it feel better. That was, Mm-mm. it was, a, I guess, a fun thing for the rise to do, but not necessarily always worked out as quite a fun as a standard Lupin story in terms of the episode. Though at the same time, it did yeah. give us two Mamoru Oshii episodes, so I'm not going to complain too <laughs> much. Bad, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, to be fair. Uh, it's an interesting kind of like detail to kind of put in upon saying, yeah, as much as if you've known Lupin the Third all all these years, like you know, fifty years in animation, his family doesn't come up too much. So just even just talking about that, it's um, mm. a mystery in and of itself, and that's the, I can really draw you in. It's fun to see him face up against Sherlock Holmes and the gang, but uh, you know, hey, that's what about you, man? What's what's your whole deal? <laughs> How do you feel about that? Mm. Uh, again, it's interesting. It's like the grandfather is the one behind Lupin's raising. It's like so that does leave it open to have the uh, shit heel Lupin the Second at some point uh, show up either here or in a future story. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It could be indeed something that uh, Lupin the Second, you know, he was up to no good and Tomoe was onto it, and this match fun pinned the whole mess on her. Yes, I could, I could see that as well. Uh, mm-hmm. And Lupin does mention that it would be nice to meet his real mother as well. Uh, mm. So we we'll see if so that that's gets still something in their pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because now at this point, because it's the same writing team, two series in a row, I'm like, how much now are they thinking of like 
seeding things for future things. Though they've not come back to Elbear having that uh, technology nicked at the end of the last series yet. So, I mean, like based off the fact they're talking about Lupin's being raised in, in the Lupin family mansion for the purposes of thieving, it's just like they haven't brought the fact that was he raised with Albert? Why does Albert feel like I could have been Lupin? I should have been Lupin. I'm even working yeah, in France. That's that's true because she mentions like everyone she raised, everyone she trains, she thinks is of her children. So that definitely indicates yeah. like even at that point when she was training Lupin, there was other people mm. she had trained or possibly were training alongside. Um, but when I say I'm really enjoying this so far. Um, mm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's 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 cool seeing like this more um, sort of. Um, I guess more serious side and more kind of like um, it's more it's, it's kind of like half serious, half kind of vulnerable side of you because it's obviously something that he's really kind of mulling over. So he's being off with quiet and playing off his jokes, but it's coming across as well as his point saying, "Yeah, I'm a joking motherfucker. I'm gonna hold a gun to your head. I'm still a criminal. I'm still like a fucking yeah. Like, I'll I'll do what I have to to, to get what I want." Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of interesting to see like he, he, yeah, like you say, he's trying to play it off as with jokes and everything, but it is something he is it. This time it's personal, like it is like a a, yeah. a different kind of mood for it's, him. It's, it's nice to be reminded of that ruthless streak. He, he, he showed a yeah. bit of it as well in part five, you know, uh, just scaring the shit out of all those street thugs. It's like, one, oh, you might yeah, have heard of yeah. me, yeah, you, you might have heard of seeing me on Twitter and Instagram. I got, I'm, on, I'm on that now. Get the fuck out of my way, punk. Yeah, um, yeah. The other key bit of information is that Mercedes did not know who put the uh, auction up. So that's the... Uh... Yeah. I guess that should be their lead if they're trying to find Tomoe at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could probably call in that kid detective they occasionally run into in Japan. Uh, <laughs> 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 but uh, that's, that's the thing I like about those movies. Is Conan's like, oh, I'm just going to need to arrest these criminals. <laughs> not begrudgingly work alongside them, but I still want to arrest them. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, in terms of like a uh, terrifying Lupin and the Lupin gang, the uh, the movie version of the Lupin versus Conan is is a good example. Mm. But that was that was where I felt like they started leaning back into it was with that movie. It's not yeah. there at all in the special, but it's there in the movie. Yeah. Did Did you notice though in the in the opening they've taken off that sort of like lurid red filter over because oh now we know that Lupin didn't actually kill John Watson, so he's a good guy. Yeah, 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 in the yeah. full light now. Yeah, it's. Uh, I do wonder whether they're going back in England because of or whether they they'd made the uh, the second ending thing before they realised. Oh, we're not going to do it all in England this time. <laughs> uh, we'll see. We we'll get the Moriarty in this run, or to get yeah. again they're going to keep in the pocket for later. Yeah, it could be, could be. Yeah, I guess, I mean, they brought so many characters back at the end of the last season, didn't they? From all sorts of places, so <laughs> from, anything from is years possible. years and years of Lupin, yeah. <laughs> anything is possible. Righty-ho, that's it for this week. Uh, less next week, uh-huh. we'll have to figure out what we're going to stop watching. Um, also, on the horizon oh, yeah. is The Orbital Children, over mm. on Netflix. Um, January 28th, that appears. Uh, back here Wednesday, correct, Nile? Wednesday, correcto. Excellent. Well, let's wrap this stream up there and say goodbye. Goodbye, stream. Bye. I'm going to hit the stop Good streaming night. button. Good night, stream. Good night, YouTube. <laughs> All right, that's that stopped streaming. Now let me stop the recording.